What up, everybody? This is your boy, Theo Pinson, with another very special pod of Run Your Race with my boy, AJ Richardson, who is not here again. He is getting fined. He knows it. It's okay. But, people, I'm just telling you right now, I don't know if you can see it in the back, but we're in a very special place right now. We are back in Chapel Hill in the University of North Carolina, and we have a very special guest here today. We have the leading scorer in North Carolina history with us today. I, there's not much more that needs to be said other than that. People, we got Tyler Hands, bro. Hey, man, glad to be on your podcast. It's a beautiful day uh, uh, it is. at UNC. There's no better place. You know, they got uh, late night tonight, but yep. yeah, man, I'm excited. Glad to be on your pod. Listen, bro, I, I'm honored. I appreciate you coming on. The amount of uh, summer battles we have had <laughs> playing basketball and pickup. Uh, we're going to get into all that. I mean, you have had arguably the most successful, most renowned college careers ever. And um, it's, it's something that people don't take for granted, especially around here. Yeah. I think it's something that definitely needs to be talked about. And we're going to get into all of that. But first, here on Run Your Race, first, I want to address everybody, all the fans, all our supporters. We appreciate all of that. All the love y'all have been giving us, it has been unbelievable. We are continuing to grow and getting better day by day, and I just can't thank y'all uh, enough. But um, what we do here, you know, we just talk from the beginning to the league and to wherever you are now. And we, we, we like to start from the beginning because as, as, as you know, everybody's race is different. Everybody's path to where they want to get to is different. And I want to give everybody the platform to show you can get to where you want to be and not have all the glitz and glamour. You can get there out the mud and stuff like that. So yeah. it's good to see it from different perspectives. And we've we've done a good job of that with the guests we've had. So and I think you're gonna be even better with everything, every guest we've had. Just it's gonna be good. Yeah. So let's get right into it. T Hans, where are you from? Where 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 did you when did you start playing basketball and how how this thing Ooh, uh come and go? Well, I started out uh, in Popper Bluff, Missouri. Okay. I uh, wasn't born there. Columbia, Missouri was official birthplace. Uh, but then I moved uh, shortly after to Popper Bluff, Missouri, southeast Missouri, small town, uh, about two and a half hours from the closest airport. Mm -hmm. So kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but uh, I'm from a hardworking uh, small town community. And uh, I wish I had a really, really sad story, but – uh, no, there's nothing special. I uh, started working, but um, where did it all start? Uh, I started going to the gym with my dad. Him and a bunch of buddies used to play pickup basketball early in the morning. And so I would go and watch them. And uh, I guess that's where I kind of wanted always to play basketball. Mm -hmm. Just watching him and a bunch of his friends play. And then uh, I think it all started uh, – it might have been like second or third grade. Mm -hmm. They needed uh, another player to play basketball. Didn't have enough. Didn't have 10 to play pickup basketball. Okay. So I jumped in, started loving the game there. I mean, instantly. I love basketball from the get. And so that's where, you know, I started playing on the playground. And then I started trying to work on my game, develop so I could be one of the better players and I like to compete. Mm. And so uh been working ever since then. And then – um yeah, that's how I grew to love the game. But growing up, I played actually every sport. I really? played uh, soccer. 
Uh, I ran track. My dad was a track athlete. Uh, went to University of Missouri, Big 12, high jump champ. Wow. So uh, he worked with me a lot. And uh, luckily, I played with both of my brothers. I played with my older brother my freshman year. And then after that, my younger brother through high school. Uh, had a lot of good uh, games, enjoyed playing with them, went on to win two state championships. Carolina started recruiting me uh, probably around my sophomore year. Mm. And uh, I remember actually when they first started recruiting me, uh, it was- uh, Let me ask you this first. Before you get get there, was there anything that persuade, not persuade, but uh, what would you say? Was there anything that turned your head to like, okay, I'm going to just focus on basketball? Uh, actually probably my love for the game. I, so I stopped playing other sports, uh, my ninth grade year. And, uh, I never, I played like one year of football and, um, wasn't really my thing, Mm -hmm. but also I was really, really skinny. I was like six, seven, one eighty. My, uh, freshman year in high school, I was super skinny. You were six, seven. Yeah. Oh my God. That was a big body. (laughs) That's huge. Yeah. Damn. Grew two more inches. Wish it would have been a little yeah. bit more. Uh, but, <laughs> That's a fact. I feel you on that. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, um, my high school coach is a very, you know, disciplined and uh, blue-collar guy, mm. especially our assistant. And so, honestly, the way they ran things in high school, there, was, there wasn't much of an opportunity to play other sports, just gotcha. to be honest with you. We had practice at 5.35 in the morning. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> Tell me about it. And uh, so after, you know, a little while, you get in that routine. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm from a small town, so it's not like, you know, we're staying up for what? I mean, what are we going to do? Yeah. There's not a lot to do. For sure. And uh, so we got in that routine, and that's kind of like, you know, how it all started and where a lot of discipline happened. And mm-hmm. so uh, I thought it was really good uh, for our team. And so that's uh, that's kind of where kind of got my work ethic. For sure. I mean, you've always been – Everyone knows you're a hard playing guy. That 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 was. Would you say that was instilled from your high school days, starting then, or just like the way you've grown up? Uh, you know, everyone says I play hard, but you know, I, I look at a lot of a lot of people play hard. Yeah, and uh, I think it comes from being competitive. And uh, I agree with that. I, I, I grew that. up playing, and you know, it's kind of the only way I know how to play. For sure. And so I I wasn't spending a lot of time in the gym. Just to be honest with you, like doing trick shots or stuff like that. When yeah. I walked in the gym, I was trying to get something accomplished, get some work in. Be productive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's just how I always approached it. I, I feel you in that. I definitely feel you in that. I think it's one of those things where you are definitely one of the most competitive guys I've ever played with or seen play. Just for the aspect, you just want to win. And you're just going to do whatever it takes to win. And whatever that whatever that means, you're going to do it. And uh I mean, we're going to get into it, but a perfect example is that one game you had against, was it Virginia Tech? Or, no, Florida State when uh, Ty hit that game oh, winner. Yeah. And you didn't, you didn't play that well, but yeah. you were the happiest guy on the court. Absolutely. But, um, to get back to high school, did you play AAU? I did. I played with the St. Louis Eagles. Did you? Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think they changed. I think they're Bradley Bills. Brad Bill there. Elite now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what they go by now. But, uh, yeah, I – I played uh, a lot of AU, not like they do now. I picked my tournaments. Okay. Uh, so uh, I did enjoy AU, uh, mm-hmm. but um, 
you know, I feel for some of these kids now because it seems like it's a it's they like play show, about man. eight games in a yeah. day. It's and crazy. just the actual thought of playing eight games in a day now, could you imagine? Oh my gosh. I bro. mean it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's would, ridiculous. The recovery process would be unbelievable. What is recovery at that point? I mean it's like you going and then you know you eat like shit when you're that when you're that young. So it, it's crazy. But so you're in high school, you're playing with uh St. Louis Eagles. You go into high school and you're sitting there, you figure out, okay, I'm really good at this. And you start getting recruited at what time? Sophomore year? Uh, sophomore year by UNC, but uh, I was getting recruited pretty heavily early from uh, Missouri. Quinn Snyder was actually yep. there. Uh, the program got into a little bit of trouble. I grew up a huge Missouri Tiger fan. And then when they got in some trouble, uh, it opened the door for a lot of other schools. Mm -hmm. uh, Kentucky was in the mix. Florida was in the mix. And uh, ultimately, I chose North Carolina uh, because of Joe Holiday and Coach Williams. I had a really good relationship with them. And uh, a lot of people, anybody who knows uh, Coach Holiday, I, I would say he's probably one of the best recruiters ever in college basketball. Really? If you look at a lot of the recruits that, you know, even from Kansas and UNC, he, he was one guy that I had a real good connection with. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he could connect with anybody. I mean, he could walk in. Uh, to L.A. and go sit down, have a conversation with Paul Pierce and his family, mm -hmm. then come over to Southeast Missouri, have a conversation with my family. And, uh, you know, he's he just had the ability to get along with a lot of people, and I really got along with him. Mm -hmm. And I grew my relationship with Coach Williams. Uh, I really liked their honesty and kind of how they ran things. Yeah. You know how organized Coach Williams is. By the uh, book. I really liked his practice plans, and so uh, – I liked what they did, and so I came here, and obviously it was a, a very good decision for, for me. For sure. So going through your recruiting process, you got all the big schools are looking at you. You, like you said, Coach Holiday, Coach Williams. For me personally, I talked to Coach Williams more than I did because I got recruited by C.B. McGrath, who did a great job too. You know, C.B., yeah, love, love him, legend. But I talked to Coach Williams all the time, and my relationship with him was just – it was very genuine. It like it didn't feel forced at all. Would you say that was the same? For yeah, you? It, was, it had a big impact. Honestly, I felt like everything he was saying was very honest, and also uh, he didn't commit to anything. Said I'd have to earn my playing time. Mm -hmm. uh, wasn't going to guarantee me a, a starting spot. So all that kind of resonated with me, and I was like, you know what, this coach is telling the truth, and I like yeah. that. He developed a great relationship with my parents, so my parents felt really good about it, and so you know, mm -hmm. came here. For sure. Were you, if none of that allegation stuff happened at Missouri, you would have went there? Uh, probably not. Uh, Kentucky was my number two, but a lot of people don't know. I, I almost went to Florida. Really? But then uh, Billy Donovan was there at the time mm -hmm. and um, kind of had a change of heart. It was my first official visit was to Florida. Mm -hmm. And that official visit That'll was, do it. <laughs> was absolutely amazing. And uh, I left Gainesville saying, I'm going there. Yeah. And uh, what they showed me, uh, the nightlife at the campus was yeah. absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. I'd never experienced anything like that. Papa <laughs> Buff didn't, uh, didn't have that nightlife. Understandable. So, Understandable. Uh, hey, listen, that'll do it. I was that'll like, I'm, I'm a gator. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I'm a gator. <laughs> uh, but I had a change of heart and came to UNC. So. For sure. Did the official visit change of heart or just – Coaches. Coaches. Yeah. yeah. Smart. Smart man. Hey, listen, it all worked out. It all worked out for you, so you can't really fault you for that one. 
So, T. Hans, listen, we've, we've been through the same regimen with Coach Williams. You get to Carolina. What was your welcome to college moment? Um, let's see here. The conditioning test, the uh, 1233s. Uh, that's unlike oh, anything you've ever experienced. God. And uh, the thing that makes me mad now is, like, I don't think the kids do the conditioning test because the schedule has really changed. It's so hard. Now. And yeah. every year I want to know, hey, how'd the, how'd the test do? I always talk to Jonas, and I'm always yeah. like, you know, who fell out? Yeah. Who didn't make the test? <laughs> Who's got to rerun it again? Yes. I love hearing those stories, but uh-huh. it, it had to be the conditioning test. I tell you, anybody that's played for Coach Williams and it's gone through that conditioning test, I don't think there's a other any other school or program that um, has a test that is that difficult. I think anybody who's done the 1233s and has been in that type of shape has the ability to, uh, you know, go to a lot of different places and, and uh, their conditioning test just was never the same. And I think that's uh, – yeah, it's, it, 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 it's hard to describe, but the yeah. conditioning test at UNC is a beast. I would say this. I don't, un, I don't think I've ever been in as good a shape as I was when I was here. Absolutely. I couldn't imagine running And to think right about – I mean, let's, let's just be honest. We still went out. We still did, like, drank and shit like that. But the thing is, I still – was in the best shape I have ever been in my life. Like the fact that I was able to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was, I, I would say for me, I, I'll, I'll tell people this all the time. Every team hangs with us in the first half. Yeah. But you can't mess with us in the second half. Yeah, Because we're just in that much better shape than you. Mm-hmm. We're going to play at our pace all game long and you can do nothing with us. You know, everybody wants to run until they have to run. I always say that. <laughs> that's a fact. And uh, that's always been the thing. But, I mean, yeah, I've never been in that type of shape since I've left. No, it, it, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. The 12, what are you, mine was a 12-minute run. I hated that. 12-minute run was just a, it was all psychological. Yeah. Because you had no, you had no conditioning up to the point. You just had to slow and steady. Slow and steady. Hey, listen, the 12-minute run, people, let me just put this in perspective for you. You have all our summer, first day of school, when school school starts, 12-minute run. That's your welcome to to Carolina moment. And you sit there. What's up, coach? You good? Good to see you. (laughs) But, oh, my gosh, that that, that was a killer for me. That was a killer for me. So you're coming in. You come in with who? Who was in your recruiting uh, class? Bobby Frazier, Marcus Skinner, okay. uh, Danny Green, and Mike Copeland. Man. So, and then you come in in year 2000. I came in 2005, 2006. So, they had just won the national just, championship. It was Sean May, Marvin Williams, Ray Felton, uh, McCants, that group. They just won, and then uh, I came in the year after. And so – I was actually really lucky because when I actually chose UNC, you know, I was expecting to come here, kind of knew Marv was going to be gone. You know, you look at all the draft boards, one, two, the lowest you ever saw Marv was probably three. Uh So there's a good chance uh, he's probably going to be gone. Big May, we didn't (laughs) – I I thought maybe I'd be backing up Big May. Oh, really? But then when they won the national championship – He was gone. Yeah, he was gone. And uh, so that opened up the – you know, the center spot for me. And uh-huh. from day one, I was kind of thrown in there and uh, tried to make the most of it. Talk about, because I, I, I also did it too, not even realizing really, but talk about the, pre- but you came in as a freshman, which is, I can't even imagine that. 
off a national championship year. What what is that? What was that feeling for that recruiting class coming in after that? Well, um, everybody had left, so um, no one expected us to do anything. New start. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, that was one of the toughest teams I played on. We had Wes Miller, mm-hmm. who was super competitive. Um, and uh, obviously, Frazier, super competitive. Had yeah. a great freshman year. Mm-hmm. Marcus uh, was very competitive, lockdown defender. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, Danny Green. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, we got thrown into the mix right away. And so, there was a lot of there wasn't a lot of outside expectations, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And we had a good leader in David Noel. Mm-hmm. And um, we believed in ourselves. And I think the media actually didn't even pick us to make the tournament. And uh, yeah, we weren't, uh, we weren't highly ranked, but uh, we were a tough team, won a lot of games, had a great year. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the, the thing that kind of stands out in my mind is when we went into Cameron and beat J.J. and Sheldon mm-hmm. on their senior night in Cameron. That was a big one, the highlight of the year. Like a clip. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but uh, that was the year we lost to George Mason when they went on that long run. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What would, what would you say was like the moment you realized, okay, I can really play at this level and at a high level? And just like set the standard. Was it a game? Was there a moment? Yeah, my junior year in high school, I felt like I could compete with anybody, and uh, that was uh, that might be overconfident. No, no, but no, I love it. Anytime I stepped on the court, I feel like I could compete in mm-hmm. any way. Like whether it's uh, you know I'm gonna be physical, I'm gonna get rebounds, play defense, whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, I felt like my I started getting really confident my junior year, but also you know my confidence came from my work. You know, mm-hmm. I put a lot of work in. To earn the confidence. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's kind of where I got it. But, uh, yeah, I would say my junior year in high school. Okay. Junior year in high school. So, your, your freshman year, lose to George, Ma- George Mason. Mm-hmm. It's been a good year. Not much expectation. Would you say that kind of helped you guys a little bit as far as, like, just going into it? Like, listen, we've got to prove all these people wrong. I'm, like, done with the disrespect going in with. Uh, my sophomore year, so we we actually had that's when Ty Wayne. Oh yeah, y'all uh, had the reinforcements come in. Yeah, so that's when you took off. We yeah we're reloading for the sophomore year, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of expectations. Yeah. Uh, so we had a pretty good team that year, mm-hmm. and so, um, yeah, we used it to uh you know kind of fuel us, but um, I actually think that kind of had a negative impact because we're listening to the kind of the outside media. Yeah. And uh, I think some other people on the team might have been doing the same thing. But for me personally, uh, when I stopped listening to everyone outside the locker room, that's when things really started getting better for the team. Understood. Yeah. Understood. And it's it's crazy. At that age, it's hard. Oh, yeah. It's hard because you're like, damn, they're talking about me. They're talking about us. Like, we're supposed to be this. Let's, let's show them that we are that. And then yeah. when you – Take all that aside and not listen mm-hmm. to it. You end up just playing better, and that's tough. Who'd y'all end up? Uh, how'd y'all do that le- that year? Your sophomore year. So my sophomore year, we uh, made it to lead eight, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we had uh, we had kind of an historic uh, meltdown. To be honest with you, we had a big lead on Georgetown. Uh-huh. They came back. It was in New Jersey. Um, I think there was like two minutes in the game. We had like a ten point lead. Mm-hmm. Kind of blew it. Went into overtime. They now they had Roy Hibbert and they had Jeff Green, so they had a pretty good team. And uh, you're guarding Roy. I was guarding. I was guarding Roy. 
<laughs> I played with Roy the big dog. I was yeah, guarding yeah. the big dog. Uh, but uh, Roy wasn't uh, – he was good at Georgetown, but he wasn't uh, – He wasn't Roy till he got the he NBA. He wasn't yeah, uh, yeah. what uh, the two-time, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. all-NBA player he For was. Sure. All-star. When I played with Roy and the Pacers, he was one of the best bigs in the league. Uh, but – um. Yeah, we lost to them. That was really tough, and uh, we used that loss to fuel us more the than probably any other loss. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, was it? What would you say that happened that game? Just uh, put, well, being really close, and then yeah. uh, kind of letting it slip away mm-hmm. was a huge deal for us, and not making the final four. Yeah, and uh, we felt like who ended up winning it that year? Uh, I think it might have been. If I think back, I what think year was that? Florida. It would have been two thousand. They repeated, yeah. yes, yep. and you was going to go to Florida. Six, seven. How crazy is that? But they <laughs> they had were a, nice. They had a, Al Horford. Al Horford, Joe Corey Kim. Brewer, Joe, Joe Kim Noah. They yeah. had some other players. Oh, my God. Yeah, they had a squad. They had a squad. Yeah, my goodness. So, y'all lose to uh, Georgetown. You're come, y'all have all the expectation in the world. You come back going into the summer, and y'all steamroll everybody steamroll everybody and then you get to Kansas. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> the talk about the mindset or just in that situation you're like, okay, we just got to do something. Like what 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 was your where where were you at in that moment? Uh things were going well for us. We yep. got off to uh <laughs> we got into the hole pretty big. But Huge you hole. know, you I you got to give Kansas credit. They came out and you know, they came out pretty Pushing high. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were on their game. Uh, but uh, we actually clawed back, and we had a chance to take the lead. DG missed the top of the key. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah three. Yeah. And uh, by honestly, by that point, we were just so gassed yeah. from trying to make a run. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that was a very difficult loss, especially because, you know, Coach Williams coming from Kansas. There's a lot of emotions there. Kansas fans were – Man, they're really after coaching, so we wanted to go no, out. I wanted to back. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, we just came out flat, and mm-hmm. um, you know they handed it to us. But that was a that was a tough loss. Yeah, that was a really tough loss for sure. I mean, also I want to get back to, and we'll go back to that. But talk about you're undefeated in camera. Oh yeah. How is like? How the hell did you do that? Because I, I got, I think I got one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got one. I'm like, I think I did a good damn job because a lot of guys, they don't have any. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, talk about going in there and just dominating. I mean, uh, of course, you had some guys with you, but. Well, yeah, Ty Lawson took over one game and, yeah. and uh, got us a dub. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it feels pretty good, I'll be honest Thank with you. you. And <laughs> uh, I also like to think about sometimes is, you know, there's a class at Duke that uh, they never won a home game against us. And so, you know, they'll never know what it feels like to beat UNC on their home court. I always like to think about that. I get a little joy out of it. But uh, (laughs) – I love it. But, uh, (laughs) no, it feels – I mean, there's – yeah, I love beating them. I mean, also I love beating them and coming back and partying with my uh, classmates. 100%. And uh, it's a great feeling. Let me ask you this. Who who don't you like more, Duke or State? I dislike State more. I hate State. Yeah. Yeah, it's no question. Okay, I'm just, I think that's a consensus. Well, I think you got you to gotta respect Duke. They've had a lot for of sure. accomplishments. And I think the same thing. I feel like sometimes NC State feels 
like they're in the same category as us and do it's not. You got to earn that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, they've they've had some some wins yeah. lately, but you know, let's get a few more NCA wins. That's and what I'm count. and that's that is my that is my problem. Like yeah. when it counts, you don't do you can beat us in a regular season. That yeah, that's that's fine. You hit you get us here and there. Did you lose the state when you were here? I think once, but we've I mean Pure domination. State didn't, yeah, state yeah. wasn't uh, much that of a good. threat. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Man, it's crazy. I, I, I can't stand state. That is, yeah. they, they have the most irrational confidence in the world. They, they're never that good. They're okay. But when, that's another conversation. But so going back to Kansas, that losing that game, as you know, we lost in the national championship. Y'all lost. It was the final four. Yeah, y'all, y'all would have played Memphis. Yeah, but um, talk about that summer. Talk about that summer for you guys and uh, the mindset and the the will to wanting to get back there and finish the job. <laughs> Man, you make it sound like the summers were just like dialed in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, we, it was a tough loss. Yeah. We were still no, college kids. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's uh, true. You're, but you're right. uh, no, uh, yeah, that was a very tough loss. Mm. But also, I think. That it's important to um, one thing we we did do is when we got back to the Final Four, we didn't approach it the same way we did the year prior, and so just getting to the Final Four was great. But we knew once we got to the Final Four, we still had more work, and I think losing to Kansas kept us motivated in that way, really, and uh, helped us get a national championship. But um, yeah, absolutely, and. Obviously, the Kansas loss stung and did mm-hmm. motivate us to work harder in the summer. Uh, so we use that. But yeah, that's what's funny. You saying the way y'all approached the Final Four. What do you say the first time y'all were a little bit enjoying it too much, or or what? Because you know they do like the festivities. And it, it is a little exhausting to go to the Final Four because they have oh, a lot of different things. All you have shit. One practice at a high school, yep. and then you have the public practice you have to go to. Then you got media. So, yeah, and all that stuff can really uh, be a little bit of exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we handled a little, little bit better, but also we're a little more motivated and a little more, Understood. Uh, hey, we still got some work to do. Let's Understood. not get too happy. Understood. I mean, the rest is that your senior year, you destroy everybody on the road. I mean, on the, on the way to a national championship. What was the closest game about? Ten points, LSU, something like that. Yeah, LSU uh, played us pretty they tight. It was like they the second game though. they had. Uh, yeah. Marcus Thornton, who's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I mean that was, that was probably y'all closest game. What up, everybody? This your boy Theo Pencil here, and shout out to Prize Picks, the best daily fantasy sports game out there. Head over to PrizePicks.com or the app. It's super easy to sign up. You pick between two to six players. You select either more or less than the stat projection. Listen, PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports game that has injury insurance. With PrizePix injury insurance, if one of your players get injured, your injury still stays in play. PrizePix will match up to your first $100 deposit using promo code RACE. That means if you spend $20, they'll match $20. If you spend $100, they'll match $100. Go to prizepix.com slash race. Use code RACE for the first deposit match up to $100. And, uh, I mean, we got to address that. When you break the scoring record, what talk about that. How What was that feeling for you and your family? Um, yeah, it was just real cool, especially for all the players that have been here. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I remember Phil Ford being there that night. He's one of my favorite Tar Heels of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, him coming out there supporting me. Uh, yeah, it was a big moment. Um, you know, if you break a scoring record, you also have to be a little bit of, you know, a ball hog. Yeah. Be a little selfish. <laughs> so I understand. I shot a lot, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's let's not get it twisted, though, Theo. I mean, nowadays you have analytics and you have the shot charts to tell you where you should shoot, and they really influence oh uh, young kids to shoot a lot of threes. But I did my work inside, and yeah. that's always been my message is mm-hmm. like, you know, I played through contact. Uh, I was a low post player. Mm-hmm. The majority of my points came off of two points, but also I made all my – made a majority of my free throws a lot too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always try to pass that along as like, uh, you know, make sure that you master the the basics as well. Like – Hey, it's good if you can develop a three-point shot, develop it and work on it and get pretty good at it. But uh, don't go from not being able to shoot a free throw or, you know, scoring inside to just like, hey, I got to shoot threes. Because, uh, you know, there's a process you have to get to. And also, there's a huge amount of trust you have to give the coaching staff. If you can't make a free throw and you're jacking up a three, (laughs) like I'm like, hey, man, something's not right. That's Uh, but, uh, yeah, I did all my work inside, so the the point actually came against Evansville, and it was like, uh, you know, my right-hand jump hook, which yeah. is, you know, everyone knows I'm going to my right. You're going, you get yeah. there. And uh, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then you dunked on the, uh, what was it, 7-7 dude? Uh, Kenny Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, Asheville. Yeah, that was crazy. Played a clip. That was unbelievable. <laughs> but I remember uh, the, the year y'all won it, and I don't think I ever told you this story. I actually came to a game here. I, y'all played, I think it was North Carolina Central. It was just a, a regular game, and I came to see y'all guys play, and y'all were flying up the court. I mean, just mm-hmm. unbelievable team. Dion was a sleeper on y'all's team. Oh, yeah. People don't give him much enough credit for the amount of work oh, yeah. he put in. You, you two in the, on, on the front court was monsters. Yeah, he was an X factor. We also had Tyler Zeller. Uh, who was a freshman, but uh, he got injured early. But uh, when he first started the year, he was going to be big time for us that year. Uh, But Dion was underrated, and you talked about our speed. Uh, We had Ty Lawson, who's probably one of the fastest players uh, to ever play at Carolina, if not the fastest. For sure. And so that really helped. Well, T-Hands, we got to ask you an important question before we get to the league talk. Y'all beating no five? Y'all the best championship team? We're third. I, I said we're third. Hey, man, you gave that up real quick. No, uh, we're third. I, I think you guys might give 05 a run. I, I don't think any – neither of you guys are touching us, so to be honest with you. <laughs> Damn. Neither one touching y'all. I'm, the, I'm just with you. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put it like this. We're competing. Do I think we get over the hump? Depends on Justin. Because Justin was our X factor in making shots. Mm-hmm. If he's off, off, we don't got no damn chance. But y'all had a squad. Y'all were deep. Oh yeah. The fact that Tyler barely played. He played, but you, you he know, was you, hurt. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you, you were playing damn near all the minutes, and you going to the line. You getting all the calls. You, you know, we go, we go through that shit. All we, time. we had Ed Davis too, which is a pretty good backup. Me, I, know, I, I know. Yeah. Y'all, and, y'all, uh, y'all had, and then. Danny and Wayne snipers. Mm-hmm. 05, 05's competing for sure. They had some dogs, T hands. They did. They, I mean, 
They, they did. I'm not taking I anything away from here, We bro. got a lot of firepower. Yeah, yeah, y'all I mean, definitely had a whole lot of firepower. Y'all did. Yeah. Hey, listen. I wish we could turn back the clock and just throw the ball up <laughs> so we could see. That would be amazing. Man. Uh, well, I think that'd be a so we if we did that at the Smith Center, it'd be sold out so everybody could see. That'd be amazing. But T Hans, senior year, you go out with all, with a chip. You can't go out no better than than what you did. Leading scorer in North Carolina history. It's time to go to the next level. What is one of like, how many, first of all, how many workouts did you do after uh going into the draft? Uh, I did a good amount. Uh, went coming out uh, after the draft, or after my senior year, getting ready for the draft, mm. uh, I was projected anywhere from mid uh, first round all the way to you know twentieth. But I could sneak into the lottery, which I ended up doing. Did you ever think about leaving early? Uh, yeah. After my freshman year, I thought about it. Really? Yeah. Um, thought about it and uh, decided to come back to school after mm. talking with my family. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I did, I had a good amount of workouts, but I didn't do what a lot of people did. I didn't go from team to team to team. Mm. You know, they, you know, I was in college for four years. And, you see uh, me play. Hopefully they've had a good amount yes. of film and they kind of <laughs> have the a basic understanding of who I am. Yeah. I don't think an hour of workouts going to, you Change know, anything. yeah, move yeah. the needle much mm. for me. Yeah. Uh, but I did have some good workouts. Uh, we had a lot of interest from Chicago, uh, Salt, you know, we, the Jazz. And then uh, I um, worked out for Indiana, went really well. Mm. And uh, there was a chance that uh, I did two workouts for New Jersey the day before the draft, too. And they went with uh, Terrence Williams out of uh, Louisville at mm -hmm. number 11 Yeah, and over me, which I thought there was a chance I was going to go to. But uh, I went 13th uh, Indiana. Coach Williams actually called it. My agent told me. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's going to be Indiana, but, uh, coach Williams was like, ah, I think it's Indiana. And sure enough, <laughs> coach Williams was right. And so, uh, you coach know, Williams knows. Trust, it was a great trust night. the man, trust the man. What, what, what was your feeling like that, uh, on draft night? Uh, Were you nervous? Were you just like, uh, maybe a little bit, mm. um, it, right it was fit? a good night. Yeah. Uh, it, I wasn't overly nervous, uh. I was in the green room and, you know, going off the projections, you know, I was like, hey, I don't want to be here if things go sideways yes. and I slip in the second. <laughs> yeah. You know, because they don't yeah. have any – no one else shows up, so the camera – they got to put the camera on They got to put you. the camera on you. And, yep. uh, you know, you're sitting there like, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> luckily I went to 13th to Indiana. Yeah. Did you uh, – was Indiana your best workout? Um, my best workout – so Indiana, they brought me and Gerald Henderson in together. Oh my and, God! Uh, Drop the mic. <laughs> and so, you know, it was. Uh, I thought it. Looking back, I thought it was kind of a funny move. Yeah. And uh, especially knowing Larry Bird now, I, I guarantee. I think he pulled something he to did kind of purpose. see that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a fun workout, and uh, I'm not sure it was my best. It was one of my better workouts. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, New Jersey for me, I had a pretty good workout with New Jersey. So you in your head, you're like, I'm going to New Jersey. I felt like there was a chance. Got you. Got you. All right, Tia, as you get to the league, man, you NBA was always a dream, clearly. Yeah, it was a huge dream. So you get to you get there, 13th pick in the draft. I mean, that's lotto. <laughs> Got to the bag. <laughs> I'm gonna put that out there. Get to the bag, going to Indiana, blue collar. Mm -hmm. Blue collar basketball. 
And what was your welcome to NBA moment when you get there? Um, <laughs> Would you say the transition to high school to college was more difficult or uh, college to NBA? College to NBA. That's a jump. It is a big jump, but for me, uh, the amount of plays that there are in the NBA, mm. I don't think college, high school, you have to know more in the NBA. You have to know more about the game. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, learning plays and um, new systems, very difficult. Mm. And uh, being able to learn those on the fly, too. You know, in college, you're not – you're running a play that you've worked on in practice. The NBA, you might go to a huddle and like, hey, we're doing this. We're going to get the ball right here. And you got to go out and do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't see a lot of college kids or uh, coaches doing that. But yeah. uh, that was difficult. But also, I was hurt my rookie year. And so mm -hmm. it was a very difficult year for me. I uh, started off with uh, a stress fracture in my shin. So I set out. And then I had a concussion. Um middle of the year that actually took me a long time and I ended up uh, sitting out the rest of the year because of that. So Man. Yeah, it, was, it was a tough one. So throughout that whole time of being out, what was the biggest thing you learned about yourself and the game of basketball? Did it slow down for you? Did, would you say it helped you slow the game down and study the game more? Or I had to get away from the game because uh, having a concussion – I was still trying to be engaged, mm -hmm. and it was counterproductive uh, to gotcha. getting healthy. Yeah. So uh, I actually got away from the game and uh, went home to kind of recover and get mm -hmm. healthy. And being away from the game um, got me, in a way, kind of make made me value the game more Understood. and miss a little bit. But also, uh, you know, there's more to life than just basketball. And mm -hmm. so I knew that uh, having that injury – you know, eventually basketball will stop. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it makes you prior, prioritize things in life too. And so I came from it from that perspective. Uh, but uh, it also made me more hungry. And mm -hmm. so I felt like I had my best year, my second year in the NBA. Mm -hmm. uh, we got off to a pretty good start. Uh, my second year actually was Paul George's uh, rookie year. Okay. And so he was with the Pacers. Roy, Roy Hibbert was kind of breaking out, uh, played with uh, Danny Granger. Yep. It was an all-star. David West was there? David West came there, my yeah. third year. Third year. And okay. so um, we went to the playoffs, and uh, it was D. Rose's MVP year. It was Joe Kim. Ran into a problem. <laughs> hey, listen, people, D. Rose in his MVP year, I always tell people, like, LeBron, you got to see LeBron play. Uh, he was – LeBron was probably at his peak then mm -hmm. uh, athletically. But uh, D. Rose – was explosive and could do everything. He was a closer, man. He was uh he was tough. He was a problem. We went uh they were actually a contender that year. Yeah. Uh we won a game in the playoffs and um you know it was kind of the start of you know the Pacers. Yeah the Pacers going into you know, that that era. Let me ask you this. I was having a debate with somebody the other day. Was Derrick Rose the best player in the world that year? LeBron was the best player in the world that year. Okay. Understood. <laughs> uh, Derrick Rose was like a close sec. I mean, after LeBron, I would say Derrick Rose. And that's not a knock on Derrick Rose. It's also, do you like a Lambo or do you like a Ferrari? Okay. Uh, that's the way I look at it. Got but you. Uh, to <laughs> What? Uh, let's see here. Uh, 
They win it that year? No, nah, we're talking 2011. We're talking about 11. Because that's when D. Rose won MVP. 19. He was an issue, but he was, yeah. He Bronto. was an issue. Yeah. He was, he was still very impressive uh, at that age. Yeah. Um, we were just, because my, my argument was, I'm like, Derek was killing Miami. He was killing everybody. Like, there was nothing anyone could do. And you just simply just said it. That was his MVP year. He was insane. I'm like, yeah. I, I would say for that year, he was the best player. I, I felt like he was the best player. I mean, of course, it's hard to say Braun wasn't, but I get, I get the argument both ways, in my opinion. Uh, to, to me, <laughs> I hate this argument because Derrick Rose had a really good year. Mm -hmm. But as far as a basketball perspective, he LeBron so changes the game in every, every aspect. Passing. Every passing, yep. You know, you take one thing away, like mm -hmm. limited scoring, he's just passing. He'll Understood. make the smart play. I don't I think feel that. LeBron, to me, is one of the smartest players to ever play the game. Easily. And uh, he knows what teams are doing. He knows everybody's, you know, favorite move. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, to me, LeBron. Mm -hmm. well, was there a game in the league that it, it clicked for you? Because, as you said, it kind of – the jump from college to the league kind of was tough. Well, for me, uh, I developed a mid-range jump shot. Oh, yeah. And which now is like, to think about it, is comical. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the pick and pop at the elbow, and I that started just, making that yeah. consistently. And uh, got my confidence rolling. The short Frank corner. was your coach. Yep, Vogel? Frank Vogel. Yep. Yep. So we had Jim O'Brien to start the year. Okay. He got fired over Thanksgiving. Vogel Damn. came in. It fired him on Thanksgiving. No, nah, it might have been might have gotten fired. He got fired somewhere in the in the season. I'm not sure if it was on Thanksgiving, but uh, uh, give or take. Yeah. And Vogel came in, gave everybody some confidence. Mm. Uh, I really enjoyed playing for Vogel. He was a great coach. Uh, but um, yeah, that mid range game, and uh, Vogel started playing me right away. Mm. So um, you know, I got the starting spot, and. Uh, Really got my confidence rolling uh, that second year. That's big time. So y'all lose to Chicago uh, year two, make it the playoffs. Year three, David West comes in. Yep. Y'all are automatically contenders at that point. You got Paul George going on year three. Yep. Uh, you're going on year for three. You got Danny Granger, who's been in the league. Paul George year two. Paul so, George year two. Yep. He took off. Yeah, that's he, the year he had a breakout year. He had the breakout year. Yep. I th on year two, Danny Granger's already in the league. He's was he an all star? Which year was he an all star? So I I think the year before I got there, he was an all star. Was, okay. But uh, he also he had some injuries. He was starting to get injured around this time. Got you. And okay. So I can't remember. I think uh, George Hill started coming in yeah. around this time for the team. He was a heck of a defender. And really then Roy good. Roy Herbert flipped the switch. Yeah, Roy to me was a game changer. Yeah. And uh, people don't understand. Roy took a lot of criticism, but there was no better shot blocker in the NBA at the time. And I saw Roy give a lot of people work. Mm -hmm. He could pass the ball. He could score inside. He did everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's also a really good teammate. But those two years, I thought Roy was, if mm -hmm. not the best center in the league, arguably one of the best. He was big. Got you. I mean, I think people also, 
there's a difference between blocking shots. Yes, that is a huge thing for defensive us, but altering is just as important. Oh, yeah. Because you can block a shot, you block it out of bounds, shit, they still get the ball back. Mm -hmm. You alter it, you get the rebound, you on to the races. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. So I think that that's one thing Roy was really good at. Just his, his presence down there, you're going to think about it. Yeah, when you think about like going straight up, meeting a defender at the mm -hmm. rim, I think about Roy. He kind of yeah. mastered that. Yeah, for especially sure. with his frame, changed everybody. For sure. Go ahead and talk about the. I mean, y'all had a knock. Y'all had a dog fight with Miami. Oh yeah, dog fight. Talk about the, the how much fun playoff basketball was at that time. The playoff basketball is unbelievable. unbelievable, especially the atmospheres at home and away. Uh, unbelievable. We uh, we had a good battle with Miami that year. Um, my third year, yep. Was it and second round or first round? I think we um, – who did we get the first round? Yeah, it might have been Washington? the second. Yeah, I think I think y'all played Washington first or something. No. Yeah. Um, that was Toronto. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it might have been the Knicks. Mello. Yeah, we knocked them out pretty easily. Um and then we went to Miami. But Miami was a dogfight. They had a great team. Um, yeah. That's the year they won it. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. That's when Bron that's when Bron was the best player in the world for a long time after that. I mean, he took off straight downhill. Mm -hmm. What is what is something that because I, I hear about this all the time, Indiana is one of the hardest places to play in the playoffs. Would you would you say that? Uh, when I played for him, yeah, when we got to the playoffs. But, you know, my rookie year, we actually were one of the worst teams in attendance. Uh, really? Yeah, we didn't have a good squad. There were some disappointing years. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's just, like, hey, it wasn't like we had the best perception. There were some tough times in Indiana. Also, you have to realize, like, the uh, they had a lot of players get in trouble before I, before mm -hmm. I showed up there. Mm -hmm. And so they were kind of going through a, a change – you know, not just uh, from personnel, but also an image. Mm. Uh, they had to kind of clean some things up. So it took a while to get it to where it was. And, uh, yeah, so we – yeah, during the playoffs when we were good, Indiana's a tough place to play. Uh, I mean, I just – probably that was more old school when Reggie and them was there. But, I mean, I just – from, from what I've seen, would you say – because did you go back – you were back with uh, Indiana your fourth year? Yep. Third year was the best chance of y'all winning it? No, fourth year. Fourth year? Game seven, Eastern Conference Finals with uh, Miami. Yeah, we, we took a lead. Uh, I think we were up thick. So that was the year where Frank subbed me in um, at Miami. Uh -huh. I think we had a – we started off with a – I think we might have won game one. I'm not sure, but uh, LeBron got a layup with like yes, a second yes. or two left in the game. Yes. And <laughs> Vogel took a lot of heat. He subbed me mm -hmm. for uh for Roy. Mm -hmm. And so from the media's perspective, everybody surrounding him, you know, why would you Roy take Roy out at the rim? But he was thinking more of switching yeah. on the perimeter. Because uh, of uh Bosch. Yeah. And yeah. or just switching in general. Uh, okay. you know you Roy, he's not as quick laterally, but, uh, you know, his ability to change shots at the rim. Yeah. And so I, I went on the ball, 
and LeBron got the layup to win the game. Mm. Uh, but we took them to game seven, and uh, actually my younger brother was on the team that time too. Really? So my, my uh, younger brother, Ben, made a year in the league. Mm. So it was really cool to play with him. That's tough. Yeah, it was uh, super exciting. But that year, <laughs> we went to game seven in Miami, and uh, I remember in shoot-around the day of the game, David West oddly sprained his ankle, uh, like walking off the court or just taking a normal step. And I was like, oh, boy. And because uh, I'm backing David up, yeah. I was like, man, my role might get drastically changed for tonight. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this. The start of that game was over. That game was over within the first seven, eight minutes. I, I remember looking at my brother. I was like, man, it's hard to believe somebody's ever better than LeBron. The way he's playing tonight, like, we couldn't stop him. You know, we double him. He finds open man. He was running the court. He was locked in that game. And he wasn't losing that night. No, he wasn't losing. And D-Wade uh, did his part. Bosch was a, you know, those guys were really, really good. But uh, they were uh, on their game that night, and they, mm -hmm. they smacked us. We uh, didn't really have a chance the way LeBron was playing. Was there a game that you say that y'all like slipped away that – you could have won uh, y'all that series. Man, it's uh, – yeah, probably, uh, you know, where LeBron got that layup. Yeah. You know, last two seconds. This is a tough angle. This is a tough angle to take. Yeah, it one. is. It is, really. But, uh, you know, still in a game on the road in, in the NBA for the playoffs. Is, that's hard. Like, that's a game changer. <laughs> game sevens are fun, though. Oh, yeah. Game, like game sevens seven. are fun. Didn't play, but I was there. I was there. But it was uh, – game sevens are fun. Um, so year four is done. Why did he change up the team? Uh, was it money? Let me see here. So they, they were spending some money. Um, but, uh, my role pretty much diminished. Uh, David West was playing a lot. So I was getting inconsistent minutes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I remember I wanted to be a, you know, a bigger part of a team as Understood well. And that. so I was pushing, uh, from that angle, Originally, they picked up my option, but when they re-signed David West and gave him a lot of money, then, uh, you know, we had talked about if they get David West, then, you know, they're going to let me go somewhere else. And we had already figured that out. They did it. Uh, Larry Bird was away from the program uh, at that point. I think he's dealing with some health stuff. But uh, then that's when I signed with Toronto, mm -hmm. a two-year deal with Toronto, and uh, went and played there. That's what's up. Talk about the Toronto fan base. Big Toronto guy right here, man. The Toronto fan base. It's, it's, it gets rowdy over there. So. Toronto is the most underrated NBA city out there. People, I, I tell people, man, Toronto's the best city I've, I've ever lived in. Really? It's amazing. Uh, their fans are unbelievable. Even when they suck, they sell out. <laughs> They've had some tough years there. Yeah, I mean, they have. They really have. And they still, and, come. They yeah, still and, come to the game. You know, it was I was laughing because when they got uh, Kawhi, I was like, they win this damn thing. They're going to do the unthinkable. I never, like, it's just like a general thought that Toronto may never win a championship because nobody wants to go back and forth through customs. Yeah. It's kind Who of a headache. And they don't ever get the credit they deserve <laughs> because they're, they're in Canada. And, yeah. you know, it, people associate the NBA with the U.S. and they don't really think of Canada. And Toronto's at time overlooked, but – when they won it, 
I mean, their fans are amazing. Mm -hmm. And I was pulling for them when they won it because they have an amazing fan base, great people, uh, great city. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's the most underrated NBA city out there. Not even for close. Sure. Y'all, and you said you played two years that y'all made the playoffs both years? Yeah, both years. But uh, we got swept one year, so that was <laughs> not, not the sure first, how Not the first that. year. Uh, second year we second got swept. Year. First year we went to, that's when Kyle Lowry had a breakout. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's when he really became big, and we lost to Brooklyn. They had KG, Paul Pierce. Um, they had a pretty good, yeah. Really? Yep, another game seven. Yep. Um, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's so. a tough one. So you go two years in, uh, go two years in Toronto, get swept the second year. That's tough. I mean, we got swept by the Wizards. They had uh, John Wall, Gortat, yeah, uh, Nene, yeah. Um, they had the other kid. Uh, Brad wasn't there yet, was he? No. Yes, he was. Yeah, Brad was there. Oh yeah, they had a squad. I actually thought Washington could. Compete and maybe win it. Yeah. But they had uh, – they didn't go on and do much after they beat us. Yeah. I mean, John said they definitely could have beat Braun and them. Speaking of John, let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Oh, yeah. What What the hell happened? Did Did you tell him not to pull his ass – did you tell him you don't talk to recruits or something? What? what, what? Hey, it, you know, it would be nice if anybody ever remembers, remembers uh, John coming on campus. Yeah. None of my team – there's like <laughs> – I've done – I've called all my teammates. I was like, listen, hey, when did John Wall come to uh, to campus? When did he take a visit? And everyone's like, I don't really remember. I'm like, well, that's kind of odd because I don't ever remember. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to figure out when – I'm trying to put the pieces together. And I was like, sure yeah. enough, I realized, man, this didn't happen. Yeah. I, don't, I have no clue. Uh, and I'm not mad at John Wall. No, uh, hey, listen. I got a lot of he, – hey, hell of a player. Uh, obviously, his NBA career, done a lot of big things, but I just – that did not happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, clear the air. T. Hanson said it did not happen. And he asked from multiple teammates. They don't remember. Hey, tell me this. If you play for Coach Williams and you told a recruit that he brought in, hey, I don't talk to recruits, I don't care. I don't care I don't who, care who you, are. you are. Yeah, it's, it's game over. Hey, listen. In all honesty, when I heard that, I said Coach Williams must have ran his ass to death if he said some shit like that. I don't know what happened, but if you did, T. Han he wouldn't have been the leading scorer that year because he would have still been running. Oh, I would have had a lot of miles. Yes, been, a lot of I miles. I could have been on the track team. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So you do – I'm glad we cleared the air on that. So we did – after your second year in Toronto, you go to China. No, I went to Charlotte. I went to, no, you did go to Charlotte. I'm tripping. Yep. That was, you said you did seven. Four, yeah. eight, seven years. So four, seven, two, four, two. Okay, there you go. Math. Did I go to class? I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to Charlotte. That was your last stop. How was your time experience in Charlotte? I love, I love Charlotte. Yeah. You know I mean, we had a we had a good squad. Kimball Walker was killing. Uh, Al Jefferson, he was doing his thing. Al went crazy that year. Man, Big Al. There ain't nobody that had a better right hand hook than Big Al. Nobody was more right handed than Al Jefferson, and nobody was. Nobody could stop you him. Could, when he's on his game, it, you knew it was coming and you couldn't shoulder. stop him. He was unbelievable. Uh, I played with Marvin, who's mm. a good friend of mine. Yep. We used to come back to Chapel Hill and train a lot. For sure. Uh, so I, I knew him from that. And uh, we had a good team. I really enjoyed playing for Steve Clifford. Mm. He's a great coach. And, Made uh, the playoffs again. Oh, yeah. 
All year, year, every year. Every year except for my first year. First rookie year, of yep. course. Yeah, they have a good. That's a good resume, though. Oh, yeah. That's a great resume. I mean, to be involved in playoff basketball, but damn, you ran into Miami again. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> you probably have nightmares about Miami. Not a bad place to have a playoff game, though. I'll tell you that. Good weather. Mm-hmm. But shit. Kimba took off. Oh, yeah. Kimba was doing his thing. He, he'd been good before I got there. But yeah. uh, Kimba's one of the But that was the players. first time in the playoffs for him. Yeah. Uh, Kimba's one of the best players I've played with. Yeah. He, he actually, he's a hard worker, too. So mm-hmm. uh, I had a lot of respect for Kimba. Mm-hmm. Well, what would you say, um, going back to Indiana for a second, because you said you saw Kyle take his jump. What would you say the big, like, the jump Paul George made in Indiana? Was it more of, like, the keys getting handed to him, or did it just click for him? It's just a matter of time. Paul George is so oh, talented. You knew. Hey, everybody knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you played with PG, I mean, I mean, PG, he's a lockdown defender. He yeah. had size. He's a really good passer, extremely athletic. You just knew it was a matter of time before you put the pieces together. And also, uh, as a matter of time, he got enough playing time and got used to it. He was going to take off. He was that talented to me. Mm-hmm. And you could say it from day one. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's tough. That's mm-hmm. tough. Well, T. Hans, then you head on to China. What You didn't go initially to China uh, after your last year. In, did you go after your last year in Charlotte? Yeah. Like the next year? Uh, no, I didn't. Actually, I uh, tried to make a comeback to the – NBA stayed around thinking maybe someone might get hurt in training camp. Mm. And so I passed up on China and then I, I played in the D league for a year, which the D league was a grind yeah. and it was starting to develop. It's not the D league today is actually a pretty good product. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of teams have gotten more involved and they send a lot of younger players down there, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. But, you know, I, I went to the D League, did my thing. I, you know, I played really well, thought there's a chance I might might get called up. Never did. And then the next year, that's when I went to China. Got you. Mm-hmm. How was that experience for you? <laughs> uh, China is it's the most physical league in the world. Really? It's not even close. And it's like the NBA in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, you never know. The refs are pretty inconsistent. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> You are going to get hammered in China, like as far as like it's going to be a physical, tough game. And uh, you want to talk about a recovery process or uh, load management? They don't even. That that is not even in the realm of possibility. (laughs) When I tell you, you know, we're going to work, we're going to go two a days. It's going to be like your body's going to take a hit. I'm still recovering from China. I'm still – hey, that is – I did not know that. That's the first time I've heard of that. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, T.S., you have had one hell of a career, my guy. One hell of a career, and you have done big-time things. Your, give your podcast a shout-out. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I do my podcast, Sleep Hawk Worldwide. You guys check it out. We cover everything and anything. And also, if you guys send us questions, we'll answer it. So check us out. Hey, listen, we, hey, fellow Tar Heel, you get a shout-out on here. You can do whatever the hell you want. But – T-Hans, we got a couple questions before we leave here. Luke or Shea, deeper bag, go. Do what? Luke or Shea, deeper bag. I don't know what you mean. Who's better? Not better. Who had big of offensive package? 
Uh, Luca. Huh, that was easy. Didn't <laughs> didn't take take him long at all. Better Braun. What we say? What years we do? Twenty twelve. He played. Oh, that was cheating. That was the easy question for you. That that is a tough one though, because I think that year weren't a lot of guys hurt for Cleveland. Yes, he was insane. He was yeah. doing everything. He almost won MVP of the finals and didn't. Yeah, it's even amazing win it. how good he's been for so long. It's nuts. It is nuts. But T. Hans, once again, I appreciate you coming on. It's been an honor. Um, there's the what you've done for the University of yeah. North Carolina has been amazing, and I can't thank you enough for being on with me, my guy. I appreciate it, Theo. And also, I want to say, uh, me and Theo used to have some legendary pickup games. <laughs> Uh, when I used to come back here in the summer, and Theo is a great shit talker, and <laughs> I always enjoyed talking shit to Theo when yes. we played pickup. Oh my and, god! And uh, it was a great time. I could I could tell when I kind of got in his head, but also he never backed down. I always enjoyed playing against him. So for sure, uh, I love coming on the podcast. Thanks for ha- thank you for having me. For sure, for sure. Oh, I do. I, there's one thing T has told me one time. <laughs> we played pickup, and I remember <laughs> I couldn't shoot worth shit. And T was like, he was like, he's like, he can't shoot. Let him shoot that shit. I'm like, I'm about to prove him wrong. Brick. Bro, I was bricking like hell that day. But he made me better. He made me want to get better at it. Sometimes you leave a guy extremely open. You don't even even guard him. I used to tell everybody, just leave him open. Yeah. And uh, mentally, it messes you up. It makes you think more than anything. And I always say, hey, some guys shoot better contested than they do wide 100%. open because they think about it. 100%. Mm-hmm. I, I, I firmly believe that for sure. But <laughs> T-Hands, I appreciate everything, brother. I appreciate you coming on. It's been a blast. And also, shout out Prize Picks. <laughs> we need a bigger bag. <laughs>